Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry Howes. Thanks for joining me. This time, I just want to talk about the U.S. consumer, a little spending, wealth, housing, and how the government is spending money right now, given the new administration. Very little in the way of inflation. The CPI is down. I'll touch on that a little more later. We still have relatively high initial claims. This was when we shut down again, especially the restaurants, a month or so ago. Unemployment's still running about 6.7. That's probably going to creep down. Oil, it's up in the 50s. It's going to struggle to stay up there right now. They're going to try and push it up to 60. I don't see that happening, even with the Saudis keeping a million barrels a day out of production. And some of that has to do with the dollar. I'll get back to that. The rest of the stuff, mortgages are still below 3%. Now, holiday sales, kind of a big thing, up about 8.5%, 8.7%. as a lot of money. That wasn't just toys from China. That was home gyms, home offices, the hot tubs, new pool in the backyard, a little bit of remodeling, that sort of stuff. But it came from here. This is the difference. Well, it's kind of a long-term trend. What we import that isn't petroleum. We're importing the last couple of decades less and less petroleum all the time. Been doing it here, using less, but buying more stuff. Some of that is cars, but a lot of it has been just stuff from China. The biggest rebound in stuff we imported from China, interestingly enough, hmm, face masks, a couple billion of them. I think that's kind of part and parcel what's going on right now with the administration. President Biden just signed the Buy America first for government procurement. Uh, government procurement is a little bit, it's kind of a drop in the bucket compared to this. This is about $200 billion a month. Uh, they're going to have more and more emphasis Subtle or not subtle, that if you want Americans to buy it, it's either going to be made here or you better make it here. Look at the saving side of things. This goes back to 1945. If you can see the far right of that slide, the spike up to the ceiling, that was the savings accumulation. Transfer payments, granted, that was the first stimulus bill. A lot of that money didn't have to go to pay rent. A lot of that money just went into the coffers. Half of it's still there. The next round just went out. It's not reflected in these numbers. And there's a chance they'll have another one in March. But it's huge amounts of cash savings in time deposit checking accounts. The consumer across the board is in great shape. They've lowered their debt. They're spending a little bit, but not overboard. They're spending stuff for home. It's not big plastic toys. It's more prudent. Nice way to say that. Federal Reserve puts together the financial accounts every year. This is basically what they look like. You've seen it. This is individuals and nonprofit corporations, not basic corporate America. This is about $137 trillion net worth. That's the value in a lot of ways of the outstanding accounts, checking accounts, 401ks, mostly real estate individually owned real estate and nonprofits. Some of these are big mall complexes, but it's a lot of properties worth a lot. The liabilities, people 
can sometimes grieve over, gee, there's $8 trillion worth of individual debt. Well, it's kind of a drop in the bucket. The consumer, the U.S. consumer, and I've said many times, is the most important group of people on earth. The rest of the world is lining up, waiting to sell things to the U.S. consumer. The Germans want to sell us cars. Chinese want to sell us anything they can. And now, with the advent of the Keystone Pipeline being put up on the shelf, the Canadians are standing there going, well, we still want to sell you stuff. If it can't be oil, will it be lumber or whatever else? We are going to start 2021 with the rest of the world waiting to see what we're going to buy. And it's the U.S. consumer that's going to dictate. Very, very difficult to predict where they're going to go. But it's not lack of money, and they don't have to borrow money to go out and spend it. It's unique in American financial history. Housing market, you might hear someplace that it's really in a bubble. It's not. The housing market has popped back into really where it should be and where it has for a long time, it just came up in a hurry. There's not a bubble anywhere. There is a fair amount of new construction, but that new construction, frankly, is replacing buildings that are abandoned and uninhabitable. There's not like it's keeping up with the new household generation. It's still just a little shy of that, but no bubble. Census just came up with, well, they're below 1% of the houses out there that are unoccupied. People may be a little poor, they may have lost their job, they may not have been able to work for the last several months or even a year. So maybe they're occupying something at little or no rent, but they're occupying it. Other side of the coin, inflation, which reduces the value of your dollar so you have to spend more dollars. Inflation is low. Federal Reserve has said for 15 years they're targeting about 2% for inflation. Still haven't gotten there and stayed there. Inflation sort of returned after we shut the lights off last year, but it's really not going any place. It's not going to likely make it to 2% in 2021 or in the foreseeable future. There's no inflation pressure out there. Very little wage pressure. Energy is cheap. There's not a lot of overt spending and there's not a lot of borrowing to force M2, well, as you know, that's turnover of money in the system. There's nothing out there that would suggest that mortgages are going to go up, interest rates are going to go up substantively, very little pressure. Industrial production is up, manufacturing is up, you've read a lot of deadlines. Well, fine. Earnings have been pretty good, you've heard a lot about that. Year over year, earnings are still down. 2020 was a reduction in earnings in the S&P 500. Of course, if you look at the stock performance, you wouldn't believe that happened, but yes, and they're still down. We're not back there. There will be, let's say, a six, seven or 8% increase in consumer spending by May, when there's a lot more vaccines. It'll bring these numbers right back to where they were. Long-term, I suspect these numbers will climb because there'll be more manufacturing done here. There's very little doubt in my mind that electronic chips, more car components, a lot more paper products, a lot more masks, a lot more low-end plastic stuff is simply going to be done here. It's not going to happen overnight, but probably the end of this administration's term, three or four years from now, 
these numbers will be up some more. It's kind of supporting where the stock prices are right now. And the markets, as everybody knows, this is since January last year, doing pretty well. NASDAQ, the small companies, doing very well. S&P 500 has kind of slowed a little bit because they're really at the top of where they ought to be valuation-wise based on their earnings. I think the earnings will be better. Even the first quarter earnings will be a little bit better, but they're not going to catch up to where they were a year ago. When they do, another reason the market might continue to go. All right, the federal government, as we all know, first round of stimulus. The outlays for the federal government kind of went way up. Revenues went down, kind of recovered. Same thing happened with the states. We just had another round of stimulus, went out. Might be another one in March. We'll see. But revenues aren't keeping pace. Forget the spike. Look at the trend. Revenues aren't keeping pace. We are clearly going to be paying more taxes. Some of us are going to be paying more taxes. Plan on it. It's not particularly bad news. It's going to do great for the municipal bond market when the administration comes out and says it's time for a tax increase. Don't blame me. Well, don't blame them. This has been a long time coming. We're just going to have to pay more. Finally, the U.S. economy, still doing pretty well. Sorry about those 9 million people that aren't doing well at all. Everybody else pretty much is. A lot of media out there about, oh, the dollar's dropping. It's been bad. It's horrible. They don't like us. They have no idea what they're talking about. The dollar market goes through this all the time. All of three or four years ago, we went through a slide like this because the dollar was getting strong. A lot of reasons for that. Interest rates coming down, the dollar will come down. If the dollar comes down, the price of oil goes up because contracts are sold. It just goes on and on and on. Fundamentally, long term, if the United States is going to manufacture more of its own stuff, and truly I hope it does, it doesn't matter where the dollar is. When the dollar's cheap, our exports are cheaper. Great, sell more stuff overseas. When the dollar's strong, yeah, it's harder for the rest of the world. It's harder for the emerging markets to pay their own debt back, most of it being denominated in dollars. This is fundamentally a good trend. Okay, new administration just started. I think there's a lot of things that they're going to do that are that is very positive. I really don't believe for a minute that they're going to go rampant spending. There's not that much money. <laughs> There's not the revenue. I really don't think it's going to be all that bad. So by the end of the first quarter, we'll have a real good idea what happens to all that unpaid rent, all those people that weren't in foreclosure, where they're going. It's simply going to have to be resolved. We'll know a lot more then. Okay, enough for now. I appreciate you joining me. Naturally, send questions along to info at shwj.com. And I'll see you in a couple of weeks.